welcome back to Episode Unknown, or uh, 201 of Pixels. I'm your host, Jinji. It's going to be quite the uh, quite the jam-packed show, to be honest with you. We have, uh, as usual, the mythical horse, who may or may not exist. <laughs> and... Back again, the man with the beard himself, Mr. Odin. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Odin, here. Back at it again with another lovely episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Tired, but good. What a fucking intro. And we got two special guests for tonight. We have Headfrecker. Greetings. And we have Zaros with us. What's up? <laughs> so, how generally, how are y'all doing? Uh, generally tired. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the. Uh, how many times can we say the word "general"? It's uh, overall uh, consensus of the group. <laughs> generally, it would yeah, it would require the general consensus of the group. Of course, of course, and you don't want to find that ironic because I have the general for. No, just kidding. Anyway, let's uh, let's make that phone call. We'll be right back. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. Good news, everyone. And welcome back, guys. Got some stuff to talk about um, for this week. Uh, obviously, you know, Scarlet and Violet has come out. Yes, we will be talking about it, but that'll be... That would be for the topic, so, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, Pokemon Go updates for you guys. Uh, it started earlier this morning as of recording. and will end at 8 p.m. local time on the 28th. But we have the new event called Astral Eclipse. Uh, the main focus with this event is going to be wrapping up the season of flight, and we finally have the evolutions unlocked for Solgaleo and Lunala. Uh, featured spawns. I think the only noteworthy ones really are Staryu for Stardust Farming. Then there's Muna and Cotney. Uh Looks like in Raids for one star. We have Drifloom, for, uh, both Frillish, male and female. We have Inkay and Rockruff, and in three star Raids, we have Hisui and Braviary. And so that wraps up the season of light, but we also have another event that's running from November 27th at 11 a.m. local time to 5 o'clock a.m. local time. And they are calling it Ultra Beast Arrival, which honestly is kind of underwhelming because we've already had these Ultra Beast before. You know, we're talking about uh, Nihiligo, uh, Feramosa, Celestila, Guzzlord, Zerkatry, and Buzzwall. Um, not really too many noteworthy spawns with uh, this event. Like the, the 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 best way I can see is uh, looks like double chances of earning uh, XL rare candy, and then we're getting an additional twenty five percent EXP boost for uh, Ultra Beast Raids. 
So now, I guess, would be a time to spam these raids, get yourself a good, you know, Ultra Beast. Uh, unfortunately, that really is about it. You know, brand new game came out, so, like, news-wise, we're pretty, pretty chill. Oh, um, Pokemon TCG players, for those of you who are interested... The open beta for the Pokemon training card game live is now available for mobile and PC. And uh, Pokemon TCG Live is essentially the sequel, uh, if you will, of the Pokemon training card game online. So go do that. But that that's about it for me. Do you guys have anything? I do. Go for it, buddy. Awesome. So this is an article coming from Giant Freaking Robot. <laughs> um, Megas XLR? Huh? You said Giant Metal Robot. Giant Freaking Robot. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, an article written by Jason Collins uh, a day ago. Nintendo is handing out refunds for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. um pokemon scarlet and violet player violet players have shamed nintendo so hard for the game's issues that the company is actually doling out refunds uh the recently released pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet are apparently so buggy that video game giant nintendo is doing something we never thought possible giving refunds has anyone seen a flying pig nintendo and the pokemon company first announced the game this February. The announcement was a surprising one, considering that the newly announced games were following their rec- uh, recent release of Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Arceus? Arceus? whatever, uh, Arceus. Who's, yeah, whose graphics prompted fans to yell at each other. Unfortunately, the release of Scarlet and Violet proved to be premature. According to Stealth Optional, both Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have failed to live up to the fandom's expectations and currently stand as the worst reviewed games of the entire Pokemon series. Apparently, the games suffer from an out uh, from an astounding number of technical issues, performance problems, and underwhelming visuals that have distressed the fandom to the point that the community is asking Nintendo for refunds. That isn't so surprising. Disgruntled fans ask for refunds all the time. But what's surprising about this is that Nintendo is handing out refunds. Nobody expected Nintendo would give refunds, especially if the game is playable. And both Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are playable. However, the fandom took the issue to social media, sharing clips of the game's performance problems, calling the masses to avoid purchasing this technical disaster, thus sending Nintendo and Game Freak, the developer, a very clear message. Nintendo acknowledged the mistake and accepted the refund requests. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, It's exceptionally rare to see a Nintendo game release in a bad state, let alone two concurrent releases since the company adheres to very high and strict standards regarding its releases. So much so that the third-party developers and publishers can't patch the game unless the patch is reviewed and approved by Nintendo internally. So, what exactly happened with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and how did those two games ended up being 
so bombed by the critics and the fandom. Well, it's not all so bad, actually. There are those who are actually praising the newly released Pokemon games for their open-world design and other features. Still, it would seem that the game's technical issues are running the experience for all. Uh, Many are actually blaming the game's developer, Game Freak, stating that they, along with Nintendo, have become lazy and offered a half-baked game as money-grabbing tactics. Others, however, blame the aging hardware of Nintendo Switch, the world's most popular handheld ever, thanks to COVID, uh, for the performance issues of both games. The latter argument is a shaky one. Console-native games are optimized to work with specific hardware. Assuming that the hardware is in working condition and the game is well-optimized, any console-native release should run smoothly. That argument is the equivalent of designing the of designing the game to work on PS5 or Xbox Series X or S. Um, And then saying that their hardware isn't powerful enough to run the release. It's nonsense. Regardless of why Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are having these performance issues, we can all hope that Nintendo will issue more than just refunds. Updates will be in order. In fact, there is a good possibility for Nintendo to fix the game and bring it to playable levels. Let's not forget that Cyberpunk 2077, which will probably remain known throughout gaming history as the worst release ever, was so bad that it nearly ruined its developer and publisher, but CD Projekt Red has fixed the game up to the point where it's now playable by millions of players. That's literally the end of the article. You can't expect the games being released nowadays to be perfect out of the gate. I mean, yeah, there are glaring technical issues with Scarlet and Violet, but I don't think it's that damning to warrant. Honestly, I um, I think it does. And I'll tell you why. So, I, I know that Nintendo and Game Freak, you know, uh, the Pokemon company, they did kind of save themselves. When they were doing any of the trailers for the Pokemon game, it literally stated, in small print, white font mind you that not actual game footage okay um upon the release of the game early to certain people to test it out and we got like a little bit of gameplay people were still complaining about it like it wasn't it still wasn't running that good but we all just assumed okay this is a pre-release version of it you know you got to play for an hour and then it was done it was a demo they're like all right This isn't the full release of the game. Surely they're going to fix it by the time it's out. The problem is that they didn't. And the game legitimately runs really slow. There are moments in time in the game where it does run really good. It runs smoothly. But there are too many situations and too often does it lag. Skip frames. Um, The connectivity for multiplayer is actually hot garbage. Um... The system can't keep up with inputs and interactions and just actions in general. It, it is really buggy. In my personal opinion, where yes, the game is good, has lots of great features, I think it's not unreasonable to request a refund for a game that we have expected such high... We have such high expectations for quality of game, and then completely 
get disappointed by it. It it it, it was that's, not a good experience. Fair. It could have been way better if they actually took their time. I mean, the game was announced literally this year. So and yeah, and we already got a big Pokemon release this year with Legends Arceus. I mean, it's not it's not a mainline game, I know, but still, Legends Arceus was a pretty big release, mm-hmm. and uh, they, the sheer fact that we are actually that we actually were supposed to get another big Pokemon release in the same year already surprised pretty much everyone. Yeah. I think um I think one of the biggest and scariest things that I I'm not really sure who I know somebody here in this uh in, in the podcast today brought it up and mentioned it but the knowing the fact that if you play your game for extended periods of time not only does the performance and quality of it slow down and get worse but there's a possible chance that your data could get corrupted So literally saving and then closing the game in, uh, completely and then reopening it saves you. It's it's those kinds of fears that people are not happy with. I mean, how many Pokemon games have been out there that if you lay, if you leave it running for like twelve hours a day because you're you know let's say you have the day off and you want to sit down and literally just binge the crap out of it and you play it for 12 plus hours and your save data gets corrupted. And then you have to start from scratch. I'd be pissed. Exactly. And also, you know, call back to fucking X and Y first coming out and you got that Lumio City saving bug glitch. And that Poke Center. Yeah. So what is it? Like right in front of it? No, you remember it was the uh, the outer ring? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's not only that. It's like a, a while ago when Cyberpunk was released, they had a major glitch in it where it corrupt the system if you had too many uh, zero weight cost items in your inventory. Mm-hmm. And for especially for like a game like that where it was teased forever and then released, and it still has so many bugs and everything, I just straight up stopped playing that game. Even though I was enjoying it. Outside of that, I like I still like the Pokemon games. I really do. I don't I I, I have a personal problem with all the lag, the bugs and like everything. You know, like the graphical and like performance issues. I have an issue with it. But they're not serious enough to me to not play the game still. So I'm gonna keep playing the game. I'm gonna keep enjoying what I've done so far. And I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm sure they're going to release some sort of patch. They're going to realize all these people are saying all these things need to be fixed. I'm sure they're going to. That's how it works nowadays with these with our with the types of games that get released. You need a patch for something? They're going to end up doing it. DJ, what's uh what's new in the world of Dokkan? Uh, let's see here. So this past week, we have started the uh, Superheroes Celebration, which has been absolutely massive. Uh, for starters, we have the new cards, which is the... There's no way I can turn this down. 
Super Full Power Saiyan 4 Limit Breaker Goku Zeno. Super Full Power Saiyan 4 Limit Breakers Vegeta Zeno. Uh, Super Hearts. As well as Janemba Modified and Golden Metal Cooler are the new cards that have been added, as well as we've gotten Awakenings for some old Heroes cards, being the Super Saiyan 4 Gohan, the Super Saiyan 4 Bardock, the Brainwashed Supreme Kai of Time, and Dark Robelu, as well as a new free-to-play unit called Lags, who is in the event, as well as a butt-ton of easy A's, including the Power of Time Unleashed, Supreme Kai of Time, Great Sam Hen 3, Golden Cooler, Super Few, uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku Zeno, Silas, Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta Zeno, and Giant Ape Cumber, Super Saiyan form, as well as free-to-play units also get their easy A's being Third Form Alms, Demon God Salsa, uh, Great uh, the Great Saiyan 4, uh, Cumber, and the Demon Goddess Poutine. Those are new cards as well. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Heroes events going on. We have the new Heroes Red Zone. If you're a masochist, it is a timed event. So you only have until uh, early December to finish that extremely hard challenge. Uh, as well as, uh, as I said, there's the new event to get the uh, lags. To, uh, plenty to try and summon for. Uh, thankfully, on these summons, you are always guaranteed at least one hero unit. There are no other uh, SSRs on the banner. It's all heroes units from all across, and you have the higher chance of the new ones, but you always have a chance of getting the old ones. And they have added chances to get uh, the older ones in the coins shop, as well as through uh, certain treasures if you uh, buy stone packs. So yeah, it's just a huge hero celebration on both Global and JP. So it's lovely if you're into all the craziness that heroes offers. Um, in actual news, this is coming from the BBC, China claims youth gaming addiction resolved. Uh, the claim is, uh, this is by Tom Singleton on the BBC on the technology team. Uh, the claim is made by the China Game Industry Group Committee affiliated to the gaming regulator, and it may raise hopes officials may soften the country's severe gaming restrictions, uh, who once attacked video games as spiritual opium. Basically equating video games to hard drugs like opium. Uh, since August of 2021, children have been banned from gaming for more than three hours a week. And to break that down even more, that's not three hours in one day. That is three hours spread across the weekend. You get like one hour a day. So, so the government tells. <laughs> uh, the gaming sector was also hit with a freeze on official approvals for new titles. It was part of a wider crackdown by the Chinese authorities on the country's enormous technology sector, which includes giants such as Tencent, one of the world's biggest video game companies. The report was co-authored by data provider CNG, which included 75% of young gamers now played for less than three hours a week. Chinese game companies, including Tencent, have achieved a remarkable result, it says. The Chinese government has blamed rising gaming addiction among young people for rising myopia, poor, concentrator, poor concentration, mental health problems, and sleep disorders. Concerns about screen time were heightened by COVID lockdowns and the switch to online learning. And following the gaming restrictions, Douyin, China's version of TikTok, banned under 14s from using the platform for more than 40 minutes a day. 
But with winter coming and another surge in COVID cases in the country, children are spending more time at home, and some parents have allowed them access to their accounts to keep them entertained. Gaming has also become increasingly popular among Chinese adults. And this week, the China Daily Newspaper reported many elderly care home residents starting to play online to strengthen their bonds with their grandchildren. Asian game markets experts Nico Partner said the backdrop to the report was declining revenues in China. But founder Lisa Cosmos Hansen said the future looked more positive with momentum in the economy, esports, PC gaming, and enthusiasm among China's 700 million plus gamers. With the restart of game approvals and adjustments to youth regulation at a local level, we are seeing a more positive outlook start to develop, she added. And that's where the article ends. And uh, I see this as both a good and bad thing. Um, I mean, it's good that the Chinese people, are their citizens, are now starting to be able to get access to their video games again to stop government restrictions. But uh, I fear this could also have a negative impact on the gaming economy, as we have seen over several years where games industries continue to tailor their gains to Chinese sensibilities, which can have some unfortunate effects on uh, other areas where the gains would be releasing. But, uh, You're what not you... wrong, DJ. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I mean, good that they're trying to limit, you know, like screen time overall. But I, I do agree with you in a sense. We should probably, or I guess the video game industry as a whole, should try to stop catering to the Chinese market. I, I think the issue is solely catering to the Chinese market because they have some very intense restrictions on all forms of media, which really can suck the thing, really, really suck, especially like I'm a big time travel geek and like, China bans time travel stories. So Seriously? Yeah, it's against it's it's against like their customs or whatever for time travel and talking animals and skeletons and blood. It's a very restrictive country. I kind of feel for the citizens there. You know I do any of you guys, anyone else have any news, or do we want to cut it here? No, I got nothing. Okay, cool. So we'll go ahead and just hop into the next segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the next uh, segment. Uh, Zaros, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start with you. What games have you been playing? Uh, too many. Um. <clears throat> If we go by, uh, let's go by the gaming device, I guess. Start off with my phone. I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap since that was recently released last month, if I recall correctly. Uh, yes, it was. On my Switch, besides Pokemon Violet, I played uh, a lot of Breath of the Wild again, and then jumping over to my PC. Too many games to recount in its entirety. Fair enough. Uh, um, how easy would you say it is to pick up Marvel Snap? Pretty dang easy. Uh, it, it's definitely a strategy game, I will say that. You gotta learn uh, what cards do what. And um, 
try to find like you know combinations within the cards itself um it's not the same exact game every single time uh you got three locations that you play your cards mm-hmm. at and those locations all have different uh abilities and they rotate each game so it's never always the same uh locations out at the same time so because you and I are playing could be playing the similar decks or different de- deck strategies the location determines kind of how you play that game um, okay it's a big mind thinking game and stri- uh, definitely a strategy um normally there's like six rounds in it uh each, you start with one energy and you work your way up to six so in total you got like 21 energy to spend cards on and you got to figure out how to best use that amount of energy each turn to satisfy your need to win the game and um there's a lot to it but at the same time it's super easy um i think my favorite part is you get the cards you can upgrade them and it uh, makes the aesthetics of the cards even better. You can get them shiny and everything. And then they have alternate arts for all the cards. So I, I really love the game and enjoy it. And they're currently um, doing uh, an event around Wakanda and everything Black Panther. So. Well, cool. I uh, may or may not be downloading it right now, but I play way too many games on my phone, I will admit, but I'm a mobile gamer at heart. Like, uh, I used to play Clash Royale, and that just got so repetitive. But uh, when I found Snap, it just became my new phone game, I guess. Right. Um, I'm going to insist it here. Uh, we're going to have a five-second moment of silence for fucking Brave Frontier. Full step that game shut down. Anyway, uh, any other games you played? Mm, besides Pokemon Go, no, not a whole lot. I keep my phone and mobile games pretty simple. Fair enough. Did you catch anything noteworthy in Pokemon Go? Uh, not late. Uh, I played uh, heavily when I was... Uh, living in Japan for a while uh, because you know <laughs> while in Japan you got you got to play it there they they got some really cool stuff and everything and I'll admit when you were when I was over there the game was super fun gotcha. so, yeah all right uh Headfrecker, what games have you been playing well I've been uh playing Neo 2 on my PlayStation 5 Lately, since uh, I have a friend that has been preaching that the game is so great, so uh, and it was for free in the PlayStation Plus membership, so I just got the game and then started playing. It's basically very similar to Dark Souls, but at the same time, it has some elements that uh, most people probably would recognize from uh, Ghost of Tsushima in that you have uh, three different 
styles of combat you can uh, change on the fly stances basically mm-hmm. and they change how you uh, attack how much damage your attacks do how quick you attack etc it has been pretty fun so far though i did have one problem with it and that is uh, the playstation 5 version does have crossplay with the playstation 4 version but only if the uh, other party has the complete edition of the playstation 4 version so basically they would have to pay extra just to play with someone who has a playstation 5. that's unfortunate yeah it really is then um i've been giving control a try also on the playstation 5 but i basically almost immediately dropped that game again since uh i went down the first hallway talked to the janitor turned around and suddenly the whole building changed behind me oh it was so much of a mind fuck that i just had to put the game down I wasn't where I was expecting you were going to go with that. Yeah, I'm really not good with horror stuff, and the whole atmosphere of the game is really, really, really reeking of horror and uh, stuff like that. And when you get the uh, the background music or the background noises, I should say, maybe, because music would be too generous, uh, in combination with the lighting of the building, it's all really dark and creepy and, uh, God. It's uh, an incredibly beautiful game, at least on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. That much I can say, but it's really, really not my cup of tea. That's, you, know, you know what, that's, that's fair. Yeah, other than that, I have been playing uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, uh, which is basically an MMO with a focus on more story over running around and grinding stuff. Love Fantasy Star. I remember playing Fantasy Star Portable 1 and 2 on the PSP. Good times. Other than that, Pokemon Violet, of course, but that will be talked about later. So that has oh. been it from me for for now. All right, cool, uh, Mr. Odin. Uh, pretty much, I've just been playing um, Pokemon Violet. Um. That's really all. I don't think I've touched any other video games since it's come out. My poor clan on D2 has been like, where are you at? And <laughs> I've just been like, look, a new Pokemon game came out, all right? I know there's only two weeks left in this season for the current season of Destiny 2, for season 18, but look, Pokemon, all right? I need it. I need to do it. I need to grind the crap out of it. Hey, so, man. Trust me. 
I had a similar thing with my alliance in Jurassic World Alive because we have a Discord server and they're like, hey, Gingy, where are you at? Dear guys, sorry, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. Yeah. But it, all right. it's all good. I don't know. I, I it's, it's just been Pokemon Violet. I mean, I've caught three shinies already and I don't even have the, uh, I don't even have a shiny charm yet, so. Lucky fucker. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sitting here. All right. You're in the oasis, and I'm sitting here in the desert looking for some. <laughs> Please, sir. A shiny for a poor man. <laughs> uh, I should be the one saying that. Fuck off. You got three of them. Yeah, I mean, they're I all. All of them are birds. It's a shiny yeah, rufflet, sure. which was my first one. Then uh, that was from an outbreak. Uh, shiny swablu, which was from an outbreak. And then I got a shiny flit. Uh, is it flittle? Yes, yeah, flittle. Uh, the pre-evolution of Espartha. So it's it's just a little a little tiny like chick, in a tutu, essentially, and it's just adorable. And the weird part is, is that I, I did actually do an outbreak. Uh, I did one of those outbreak spawns for Flittle, but I didn't get a shiny from it. And then I randomly ran into it in the desert when, um, I was trying to get an, uh, uh, one of those like shining items on the, on the ground that you can pick up and it just ran into me and there it was the shiny Flittle that I was trying to get from the outbreak. Fun times. All that's right. all. Uh, DJ, what games have you been playing? Uh, yes. Uh, before Scarlet and Violet came out, I was doing some shiny hunting on stream for Legends Arceus. Had a fair amount of good pulls, a lot of dead air, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I've been doing my Dokkan grind. I was lucky enough to get all the heroes units. Now I'm just slowly easying them. Uh, and I've started playing uh, Batman Arkham City on the PS4, or on the PS5. It's the PS4 game, but it's on the PS5. So it's been fun hopping into the uh, remastered version and seeing how, seeing uh, it played on the big screen. It's been a while since i played on a big screen with the Batman game, since uh did that Batman month uh, last year, which was fun, but it's nice seeing it on the big screen where it's meant to be. Other than that, I think that's all I've got. Uh, I did pick up a new game, but I haven't started playing it. I'm going to save it for stream. This is uh, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Probably going to do that uh, probably next year. So it'll be fun. It's been a long time since I've played Skyrim. Uh, I'm going to be watching that for sure. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I haven't really played anything else since. So, you know what? That's uh, that's fair. Um, I haven't done much console-wise. I mean, obviously, minus Scarlet Violet, but uh, Pokemon Go-wise, uh, earlier this morning, uh, since the event started, I did. I evolved my Cosmoem into Solgaleo. This is the better one I have here. In my opinion. Uh, 
I caught a shiny Pikachu, a Snubble, and that's why I'm forgetting something else here. But that's as far as my Pokemon Go antics go. I haven't really played much of Jurassic World Live either since Scarlet and Violet came out, but I know last I reported, I did finally get the Mortem Rex, and it's it's good. It is for sure a uh, good time there. What else? What else have I been playing? I think I, I, I'm just super light video game-wise this week, so I guess we'll just go ahead and get into the fucking bread and butter of the episode where we are going to talk about our uh, experiences with the latest Pokemon games. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys. Um, now we're going to talk about Scarlet and Violet. Uh, who would like to kick it off? I would like to. Um, Go for it. I have to say, I'm going to get the bad stuff out of here right away. Performance-wise, this game's got awful. The, the, the stuttering, the frame, the frame rates, uh, it's just bad performance all around. Game Freak, fix this. this. This has to be patched. This is not good. This is not acceptable. If this wasn't a Pokemon game, this would be the worst game ever. However, outside of that, the actual gameplay... The story, the Pokemon, the characters, I loved every minute of it. This is the longest, the longest I put into a Pokemon game from the start. I, my first day streaming this game was 17 hours. That is the longest stream I've ever done, and I'm still having trouble trying to upload that to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, 17 but, hours of gameplay to YouTube? Woo! Yeah, Man. I have to. I, I got I've downloaded it. I got to split it up. I got to sh- like cut it in three. <laughs> Just piece that thing together. I mean, I could I could use the Twitch's thing that's cut it into fifteen minute parts, but uh, we might be here for a few months. <laughs> uh, but Give yeah, a running series for your for your uh, people to watch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been the big thing uh i've i love all the characters in this game um they they really told some of the best stories they've ever have they're simple but they work they got me in the field several times i'm a boss diff that whole that whole storyline hit me right in the heart especially since uh we've lost a couple dogs so it's nice having a nice having that storyline but uh I, i definitely feel like uh, Scarlet and Violet, once they're able to work out the technical issues, I think it's going to be seen as one of the best Pokemon games and I'm glad a lot of people also see past it for now. Um, but it's only going to... The goodwill, of course, will only last so long, but uh, I want to remain positive on this game because I've loved it. I love all the multiplayers. I love being able to play with everyone here. And uh, I, I can't wait to keep playing when when I get my next chance, whether it be on stream or not. You know, I'm in a similar boat, DJ. I mean, getting the negatives out of the way, yeah, the gameplay, as far as, like, from the technical side, is absolute shit. Like, my character shouldn't be falling through the earth. Pokemon models should not be having seizures and just flat-out disappearing. 
I mean, Game Freak, come on. You've, he, like, we would understand if you would need to delay the game by a few months to fix bugs. I mean, yeah, it would suck. Other video games companies have done it before. It's a respectable but, you know, move, though, to, like, postpone until they made sure all the graphical errors are fixed. Oh, it is. Though, like, it is. I can, I can understand that. If you, you know, be transparent and say, hey, you know, the game isn't quite just ready yet. You know, please wait a month. Like, oh, okay, that sucks, but, you know, fine, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But other than that... I agree wholeheartedly with DJ so far. I haven't even done all of the game yet. Um, I'm literally taking my time going through all of the storylines. I like the characters. I thoroughly enjoy the Pokemon. Yeah. And then I think that the thing I like about these games the most is the freedom of choice to literally do whatever the fuck you want to do. And in the order that you want to do it. So yeah, I mean, despite the issues, Scarlet and Violet is still getting a thumbs up for me. So what's uh what about you guys? Uh Zaros or Headfrecker or Odin for that matter? I wholeheartedly agree with all the issues. Uh, the biggest of the issues for me is the connectivity when you're doing the terror raids. Uh, the multiple, it happened to multiple times where I'd be in the group with you guys, and then I only get the choice to attack until you guys almost killed the uh, uh, finished the raid. And I'm like, cool, didn't get really to participate, you know. Uh, that I think that was is probably the biggest uh, negative I have with it is like I love the multiplayer and I was like looking forward to it and then you know I can't barely participate in raids and it's happened to other people too uh, that I think that was like the biggest letdown for me all the uh, technical stuff like the sh shadows glitching it's bearable you know um, but that part was like the biggest letdown for me. And then uh, I I love the game. I've never spent uh this long trying to complete the uh Pokédex before I uh, I did all the leagues and everything, um, which is uh is new. And I wholeheartedly love open world games, and so it was awesome to see that combined with Pokemon. Uh, Headtracker, what are your what are your thoughts overall? Well, pretty much everything I would have to say was already said, and everything I could add is, I think, too much of a risk to spoil everything in the game. The only thing I can say, I guess, is uh, that the uh, in quotation marks end of the story was pretty good, in my opinion. It had a very unexpected 
element. I won't call it a twist since it isn't, isn't really a twist. But uh, something I never expected, a Pokemon game would just openly come out and say like that, like it did in that moment. But I can't say more to that since it would just be way too much spoiler of the story. Uh, what I can also say, I think, without spoiling too much, is that I'm not too happy with uh, the fact that the story itself basically set some things into the canon that I don't really agree with. Like what the future of Pokemon is supposed to look like, for example. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can, I can be some concerns. That's pretty much all I can add to the things that have already been said. Gotcha. Uh, Odin, how about you? So, <clears throat> my overall look at Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is it's very, it's very much, very much feels like a mixed message. Um, the gameplay, the story, and the Pokemon. They're all great, you know. There, I mean, there's definitely some that you look at and you're like, ah, okay, okay. But the story, phenomenal. The gameplay, like the interactions with stuff, phenomenal. Like it, 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 it is good. I think my really my only complaint about the game is its graphical issues, its connectivity issues, and it's it's just it's subpar at best um there are some cases in the game you know that i did appreciate looked better like when you were like closer to it or like when you're actually in battle with pokemon their models and everything look great you know they they look good some of the models do not look good Unless you're in a battle with them. Hold on. <sighs> okay. No. Um, there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot of polygonal issues with the game. Like, you, you can see how... Th it's like they threw it into... Uh, it's like they threw it into their 3D modeling software and they forgot to smooth things out and render it out properly and threw it into the game. It's like this whole rendering issue happened and they they didn't notice it. Or they did notice it and they're like, it's fine, we'll release it and then we'll throw a patch out for it later. That's the frustrating part. Um, I think... The entire journeys and the amount of everything that you have to do in the game, in my personal opinion, do make up for it, which is why I am still playing it. Um, it's not quite a game killer for me with having all these technical issues, but it would make the experience much better if they fixed it. 
I am happy for the experience that I have had so far with the game. I do thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoy the Pokemon, the battling, the system, um, terrestrializing. I totally love that. I, I am starting to get a hang of functionality with it and it's like his better uses. Um, I like the, I like the raid idea for how they have that settled. Um, the connectivity though, for like when you're doing raids, especially like in like, uh, in a union, like when you, when you're like paired up with people in like multiplayer, I've noticed that the more people that you're paired up with and that are inside of the den, the raid, it gets worse. Like the, the input lag and the sequential frames for actions being done and things that are actually happening they they take a lot of time to catch up like for example you know we experienced a lot of problems where we were inside of a raid and we're dealing damage to the boss and then we dealt a ridiculous amount of damage and it showed but then a few frames later here we are it gained that gained some of that health back that we dealt to it and opens up that window and sometimes a shield doesn't pop when it needs to. Sometimes it doesn't show right away that the Pokemon is fainted. Um, my guess is their functionality with how the moves and stuff are done. Um, I think that they need to remove the Pokemon Go-esque standpoint from the raids. With how, you know, you do your move and it just kind of does its thing. Even if, you know, like not everybody has chosen what their move is, other people can still move forward and still keep doing it. The game doesn't have time to register. Okay, these are the moves that are being used. Let's calculate what's going to happen and do that. Like how they did with the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield with their raids. You know, nothing happened until everybody selected what they were going to do and then it went. Why couldn't you have just done it like that? It was so much easier. The system could calculate and register what was going to happen, and you had less issues. Just would have been so much better. They they had that system in place. You didn't have to try to make something better that wasn't broken. It's probably one of my biggest probably one of my biggest complaints is just slight is the graphical errors and the connectivity with the raids and stuff. That's what frustrates right. me. It's outside of that. Love the game. It's great. I still think it's worth buying. I know people are requesting refunds. I think that's justify. I think that's a reasonable uh, request given the issues that are currently happening and the possibilities of damages and uh, irreparable loss of game data. I think uh, is definitely something scary enough to make people want to have refunds because. Now they're playing a game that they may decide to play too long for one day and totally forget the fact that, hey, you should save your game and close out of it and then turn it back on after a little while. It's just not cool, you know. Um, but no, the game's good. Uh, it, it really is good. And this is what I meant by a mixed message. That's how I feel about it. The game is a mixed message. The other thing I, I really like is... Just playing, playing with other people. I mean, yes, it's a bugging mess, but I don't know. The region feels more alive knowing that I've linked up with three of my friends 
and we're oh, running sure. through the game doing whatever is, you know, tickling our fancy. Yeah. The the in-game connectivity, like, when it comes down to, like, being able to play with other people was an amazing idea. It was a superb idea. I'll put it that way. It was really great. They missed a lot of opportunities. A lot. They missed interact, like being able to interact with the other players, you know, walk up to them, click on them, and then pull up options. Like, do you want to battle with this trainer? Do you want to trade with this trainer? Um, things like that, you know? Right. Like, or, they missed um, so many things. All right, and here's, here's the new tagline they should have used for Scarlet and Violet, right? Doggo life. There are Much so taco. many dogs in this game. I'm pretty sure you can fill your entire team with a different type of dog Pokemon. Positive you can. I mean, you have the Houndour line. You have the Grievard line. You have Art. You have uh, the Growlithe line. You have the Rockruff line. You have Fido. And you have... Uh, there's another one. I know there is. It's the Titan one. Mastiff. Oh, yep. You got uh, the the uh, Mastiff line. So that's six already. That's six dogs that you could fill your team with. Game two. Huh? You have a lot of birds in the game. A lot of the starter birds are available in this game. Oh, yeah. Walkabilly, my God. Yeah, you got so Elvis many bird. birds. And... Let's not talk about the amount of physical attack type Pokemon that are in this game. Do you know how hard it is to consistently build a good team? Like with mons that look great and can do really good stuff and find out that, oh my god, they're all physical type Pokemon. Alright. <laughs> it's so difficult. And then you got the mons that are special type attackers and they're subpar they're not even that great they tried but oh i don't know here's to, to you know get a little more positive here is there a brand uh, a line of brand new pokemon in the game that you are just fascinated with Oh, for sure. The uh, the Char Cadet line. The Saru Legend Armorage. Love them. I mean, that's because okay. I'm a Mega Man fan. And they remind me yeah. very much of NetNavis. But, I mean, they're great. Um, honestly, I love the Paradox Pokemon. I actually like all of them. There's not a single one I hate. Not even Delibird? No, I think that... I think it's adorable. Wait. What? Yeah. We'll find out. Spoiler. Spoiler. He doesn't like Delibird anyway. No, uh, I uh, fucking love Delibird. It's Riley who doesn't like Delibird because I beat him with a Delibird when <clears throat> he was using a black Q ramp. Oh. I got you, fam. I'll get you one. Because you well, can't I don't I, think if you I can had get a line in your game. Uh no, probably not. But if you want to trade me one, dude, I'd be happy down one hundred percent. Because I'm looking at filling my my team out. Definitely, I'll get. You, I'll tell you what. I'll get you all the iron ones, and you get me all of the. Uh... I got you. Yep. 
but if I get them shiny for you, I will do the same. So you, but yeah, legit. Before before I go to bed tonight, I would love to deliver. But um, goddamn, I was gonna go on a fucking uh a rant. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, the line that I find myself, you know, really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying is the Graveyard uh, Houndstone. Yeah, I mean they're 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 good boys. Houndstone, yeah. I mean they're they're interesting. They uh, I think they I think for what they were trying to do for that Pokemon, I think they did okay. I, I mean. I mean, uh, competitive-wise, for those of you who use Smogin, they've already banned Houndstone to Ubers. Really? Because of its uh, exclusive move, Last Respects. Hmm. It's a 100 accuracy move, base 50, and the user attacks to avenge its allies. The more defeated allies there, there are in the user's party, the greater the move's power. Oh, God. No. So you bring this boy out last. Choice spec, last respects. My God. That's hilarious. That kind of reminds me of a uh, King's Ga- uh, King Ambit as uh, uh, Overlord, Supreme Overlord ability. Oh, that thing's busted too. <laughs> if you can get this a move off. Oh yeah, it's, it's an ability for it gains uh, increased attack, and I forgot what the other one is. Uh, for each uh, fallen uh, ally, so you bring him out last, and he's gonna hit like a truck. And of course, uh, the Pommy line has its signature ability: double shot. It's uh, like well, there's that one and uh, the revival, the revival move. Oh yeah, revival one. blessing. That's in, I keep uh, hearing that's about that. that. What is it exactly? So. Yeah, it, not it's him exclusive. It's uh, uh, revival blessings um, among, I believe, one or two other Pokemon. Um, revival blessing is a status type move. It has one. It has one PP. And when you use it, you can select one Pokemon in your party to revive them to half health. Oh wow! And competitively speaking. It could be good. Um, however, I think I don't know, you know, because it's it, it's it's the Palmy line. They're they're not the fastest, but they can hit really hard. So I can see their use. I just I don't know. <clears throat> um, I think maybe they chose to put it on a po- on the on a Pokemon that wouldn't be like top tier for a reason you know it's kind of like splashing a Pachiritsu in your team it's just there it's basically just a free revive for a more useful Pokemon when you could have just filled that slot with a more useful Pokemon um, so uh, Revival Blessing is on Palmont and also Rapska Rapska uh, yeah, it's that Roly Poly, uh, the Dung Beetle one. Oh, oh, it is? His second evolution. 
I will say uh, one of the things I have been enjoying a lot lately about the open world is the besides uh, Crydon Maridon, the four new legendaries. Oh yeah, yeah, those Crydon. He's amazing. No, he does he, not he, deserve the hate. He deserves all the hate. He's a motorcycle. What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? Have you ever yes. wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared yes. to start one? Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, us as Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now, we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pokemon. That does not use this motorcycle. He runs. (laughs) He just runs. Leave him be. He runs. He's got two wheels on him. I've got tires, but I ain't using them. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's using his Lamborghinis. It's the and his Chevrolet legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's a scooting, all right. <laughs> you know, consi- considering that those tires are actually referred to as air sex in the game itself. Yeah. I wouldn't even mind if they were inflated when it's swimming. That'd but cool. while it's running, they just get in the way. <laughs> He's a floaty in case he floats. It's like... I, I, I don't know if you've got, you guys know the uh, ones that play uh, Violet. But when you're out uh, surfing with uh, Maridon, he's, it's just the same animation for if it's uh, you're riding across the land. Yep. Like that to me, that makes no sense. But then again, it's a Pokemon game, so nothing really ever makes sense. Honestly, I I I have always been hoping this, but a part of me kind of wished that they would have brought the "Let's Go Pikachu" and "Let's Go Eevee" feature with flying on Pokemon, or being able to like ride on a Pokemon into the game like back into the games that's something i've always wanted and slightly disappointed that that's not how the feature happened for um for maridon and karidon when we're just talking about animations uh there's one big thing that really uh kind of ticked me off and that is, uh, when you put the Pokemon to sleep in battle, mm. it does not close its eyes in. It does not look to be asleep. I don't understand. In past games, they already did this. 
that a Pokemon, when it's put to sleep, closes its eyes, the movement slows down, and it looks actually to be at least in a trance-like state. But in this game, it's completely gone again. You just have the sleep icon and that's it. Yeah. it's That's frustrating. Oh. And uh, other features. Let's talk about shiny Pokemon being encountered in the wild. Can we get a sparkle or something? Or like notification? A sound? To know, hey, there's a shiny Pokemon in this area that you're at. Go find it. Personally, yeah. I I'm not against it not having the sound because the spawns aren't set like in Legends. Yeah. These things are constantly moving in and out. So if you hear that sound and you've already like ridden away like only a few seconds and turn around, it's not going to be there anymore. It could at least be sparkly. Maybe. I mean, yeah, if... the issue has been brought up by a few YouTubers actually that colorblind people and we're not talking about uh red green weakness or something, but fully colorblind people actually don't have a chance, not even the slightest chance, to see any shiny in the wild. Because there is no spark, there is no indication that this specific Pokemon is different from the other gray dots it's see uh, they are seeing. Yep. Like, I understand the sparkles, I just don't think the sound would work as much. It'd lead to more disappointment than anything else. Going on that spot, this uh, shiny uh, trend, I do like the Let's Go feature, how they do not um, knock or kill the shiny Pokemon, which is nice, especially like if you're out in an outbreak and you're just sending them out to gain XP while farming for the shiny. But when you're out in the overworld, it, I do agree, you need some sort of sign. Yeah, um, I'll be excited to see who my first shiny of this game is going to be. But just with my brief experience of it, I don't know how I feel about the breeding mechanic this time around. On how breeding works, you know, using the Pokemon picnic. How you have to deposit your entire party minus two Pokemon that you're planning on, you know, Shiny hunting via breeding. I think the egg function in this game is actually really interesting. Because, I mean, you make a sandwich for egg power. Get a... Uh, spend 30 minutes just collecting a bunch of eggs. Okay. They get put into your, into your PC. Sweet. Make another make another sandwich once the 30 minutes is up for that sandwich uh, for hatching power hatching power is not a, not a thing egg power itself also already helps with hatching oh sweet so then yeah just egg power then in general just make another just make sandwiches get eggs fast and hatch them fast You just 30 minutes at a time I don't think that's so bad I think that's pretty nice It's it's a way to kind of I think it's a really good way to help with like 
keeping like an organized station about it. Um, however, though, they need to implement the mass release function like they had in Legends. I, I, I do like the sandwich uh, function in this um, game, though. It does help increase the shiny hunting, but I don't think the it'll be as good for shiny hunting as it was shiny hunting was in Arceus. Yeah, I, I think the sandwiches really help out with like narrowing down the shiny. So like let's say alright, you see a uh you there is a there's an outbreak happening for a certain type of Pokemon and you know you you know what that Pokemon's type is. Cool. Go to that area, pop down, make a picnic, make that sandwich, eat that sandwich, proceed with the outbreak. Because they last a good amount of time. So Yeah, and they all actually have a mechanic built in uh that the moment you hunted or uh KO'd 60 Pokemon in the outbreak, the shiny chances actually increase. Yeah, that's how I found my first two shinies. I don't even have the shiny charm. I didn't have a sandwich. Like, it's unreal for how good the chances are in this game for getting a shiny. Yeah, the, the only problem with the sandwiches is that for actually getting sparkling power, which is the food ability to get a higher chance to encounter a shiny of a certain type, uh, you have to get special ingredients that you only get from five and six star rates, and they have a really, really low drop rate, and only certain Pokemon in those rates drop them at all. Yep. So it's save up, you know. It's, uh, do as do a bunch of raids, which is honestly kind of the point of the game at some point, like at, like towards the end of it. Keep doing raids, you know, and use it to farm for shiny Pokemon, get the Herba Mysticas, make sandwiches, go to Outbreaks. You're good, man. Like, you are literally set. And the best part about it is, if there are more Pokemon in that area that has the Outbreak that match the same type as, like, the shiny power, I mean, you can just go all out and just let's go battle all of them. And just steadily increase your chances of getting shinies of any of the Pokemon that are there. So, I think it works out nicely. I think I think this game is has done way better with its shinies than the hunting. You know, I, I'll give you that one. Um... I guess the fi final thought for me, uh, while the game has its bugs, like I, I mean, let's let's be for real, every every game does. There is, I challenge someone to find me a game that has come out recently that has zero bugs or technical issues. It's it's just it's not possible. I have high hopes for where Generation Nine is going to go. Uh, I guess we'll see if there's any sort of DLC for Scarlet and Violet. That'd be cool, because, you know, we got the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, the Sword and Shield. 
So we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. DJ, final thoughts on Scarlet and Violet? I'm. It's still pretty fresh. So at the moment, I want to say this is my favorite Pokemon game of all time. But I got to let it settle. I can't say that definitively. I've loved a lot of them, but I've had a lot of fun with this one. This one's going to be a strong memory for years to come. But uh, I'm looking forward to hoping they fix it. They fix these bugs. They patch things out. Nintendo will hopefully keep the patches for too long. But I'm I'm ready to see more. I'm ready to finish hunting through the game, fill out the Pokedex, and I'm excited to see what more they'll have for us in this new generation. I'm excited. All right. Uh, Head Frecker? Stepped away. Look at a uh, podcast record chat. No, oh, okay. Uh, Odin, final thoughts. Fifty-fifty. It's good, and it's bad, but the good things in the game make me like it. Can't complain, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm I can complain. But I do like it. Uh, probably still one of the best Pokemon games out there. Um, they made something that I really like to do, but it was so tedious, much easier to do. So that's shiny hunting. So I'm I'm okay with this. I really am. Uh, it's a good game. Totally worth buying. I suggest doing it. Don't buy just one of them. Get both. Trust me. That's what I did. All right. Uh, Zaros, end us off. It's it's difficult to say. Um, I really love the game. Uh, I do think it needs some work, but I'm a a very understanding person when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, I understand not every game is going to be uh, perfect and 100% right off the bat. Um, so I didn't have too high of expectations for it. And which I think really helps because I, since I had low expectations for it off the bat, I got kind of blown out of the water with how much fun I'm having. Um, so besides that, I think Crydon needs to stop running and start cycling. Leave my Crydon alone. Never. He is a good boy, unlike Wiglet and Wugtrio. They they need to go away. They need to die. No, they're good boys. Wiglet and Wugtrio are honestly the all-stars of this game. Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, they, they put in work. Also, uh, are you... Uh, were you just talking out your butt, Senior Odin, about getting me that delivered? Why? I mean, I... Not gonna get it to you tonight. I turned my game off and everything, but I can definitely get Damn it, it to you. Yeah, dude, you'll get it. You're not even gonna be able to use uh, it. I could get you that deadly burden. Oh my I can, god. Uh, I can one up Odin. You will never one up me. I think he just did. You think getting the just like that one up him? Wow. Just like that, uh, DJ. Where can people find you? You can find me at twitch.tv slash djskywalker716, where we stream Tuesdays through Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Keep an eye out for a Black Friday stream, even though I have no idea when this is coming out. 
What kind of discount are we going to be expecting? You're not. You got friends and family pay double. Shit. I like that. Odin will cover me. <laughs> Fuck a what? <laughs> Jeez. It's confirmed. Odin said he would. Well, see, if he's hey, helping me, I mean, then I got to charge triple. I mean, you know, good thing I'm not either, so I pay normal price. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if that's good no, for you he, or... He paid ahead. He gets, he gets to go in free. He paid ahead. He pre-ordered. Wow. Pre-ordered. Wow. Oh, Zara, where can people find you? Uh, I'm a mystery, my guy. No one can ever find me. You can find him wherever he gets based. That sounds like, that sounds like you can find him on Reddit. <laughs> no. You can find me on the dark web at... <laughs> All right. Um... Odin marks people find you. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at by Odin's beard. That's Odin with two N's. Don't forget it. And I'm never going to stop saying it. If you have any questions, quandaries, queries, or conundrums, anything you want to bring up to me or talk to me, DM me on anywhere, all, anywhere. I'm all ears. Seriously, please, please, please talk to me. Please talk to me. Then. <laughs> Well, all right, you can find me at my personal Twitter at Raging Gingy. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast for any questions, comments, concerns, or topic suggestions, minus emailing the show, which is podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also DM me as well. Uh, I am also all ears. Suck it, Riley. Uh, just kidding, buddy. <laughs> no, no, don't take that back. Make sure you spam them with uh, Crydon needs a cycle. <laughs> Make sure all the Wiglets and Wug trios get sent to them. No, see, everyone knows that Crydon is the training wheels to Maridon's amazing motorcycle. Ha. Ha. I like that <laughs> better. Shit. <laughs> I like Funny. that better. And the only way to get off your training wheels is to accept, uh, to accept Wug Trio as your lord and savior. Yo, I totally get it. The show's fucking done. Catch you guys next week. Odin, for the love of God, cut it. (laughs) 